You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 110. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 110th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. If you want to connect with me on social media, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs. If you want to connect with the show's account, you can connect with at HowDoesSheDoIt, both of those on Twitter and Instagram. If you are listening while you are on Instagram or if you have Instagram, take a screenshot. You should tag the show, tag me, one or both. It's all good with me either way. And I will repost you in my stories to show you your appreciation. And this lets other people know about the podcast. So I thank you in advance for sharing it with your followers by posting it in your story and tagging us. Now, let's get into this week's just my thoughts. Just my thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week I am recommending that you go out and get at least one copy of Minda Hart's new book, The Memo what women of color need to know to secure a seat at the table. Minda was a guest on the podcast for episode 52, where she talked about her own podcast called Secure the Seat. And she has been working so hard to advocate for women of color in the workplace in a variety of ways and platforms. And I'm so proud of her, so happy that this book has come out. I started reading it yesterday and I cannot wait to finish it. I'm going to be reading it with my book club. If you have not joined the How She Elevates podcast community, you should text How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999. We will be talking about this as our next book. And if you want to win a copy of this book, I am giving away a copy of the book as well as a 30-minute strategy session with me to help you secure your seat. But the only way I'm going to announce it on my social media, so you have to follow me at Tiff South or at how does underscore she do it. And I'm doing the book and the strategy session because my hope is that I can help you secure your seat. That's the goal. That is what Minda is working to do. And that is what I work to do in my work with women in, in my coaching and speaking business. So you should follow me on social media at Tiff South. Follow the show's account at how does underscore she do it. I will announce the contest there. And I will also let the podcast community know about the contest rules as well. So I hope that you are going to connect with me. I hope that you join the podcast community so that we can continue to grow together, continue to support each other. And I hope that you go out, purchase a copy of Secure the Seat, excuse me, purchase a copy of the memo, support Menda's podcast, Secure the Seat, and gift a copy to another woman, as well as 
men and white women, right? This is a book that's not just for women of color, but it's a book that needs to be read by our allies, people who say they're allies, people who want to be allies, so that they can understand some of the experiences that we have and that we go through every single day in the workplace. So I recommend you getting a copy of the memo by Minda Hartz, gifting a copy to someone else. And with that, that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. I want to talk about making room today. Last week, we talked about preparing to prosper. We, before that, we talked about voicing your value and also how to recognize that you might be stuck in your current role at work. And I have been in a similar state of reflection, thinking about my own value at work, thinking about my own career trajectory, thinking about what my business means, where my business is, where I want my business to go, where I want my career to go, and really having to take a serious look at the measure of my own faith. And in doing so, if you've listened for a while, you know that the word for the word that I picked for last year was faith. And even though I picked that word, I did my I did some research, I did some studying, did some praying. I took some steps of faith in further study, further prayer, further reflection, and just being real with myself. I recognized that I was still taking these little, not quite faith steps, but safe steps and doing things in with a hesitation and a worry still and a concern related specifically to my business and my career, you could argue as well. But I had, I listened to I've mentioned Michael Todd, and his, he is the pastor of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I've listened to several of his sermons at this point. He did a sermon earlier this, uh, a series rather, on titled Marked earlier this year. I think it has about nine different messages in it. I've listened to about seven of those. He also is started a new series called Crazy Faith. I listened to the first two episodes of this or watched the first two sermon series of this series and in reflecting on the gems and the 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 really the gems that he that he spoke and the biblically rooted constructs related to faith it made me think about what we, what it means to have faith at work and step into faith when it comes to our careers. And I shared a story recently about making room and giving yourself and seeking, actively seeking room to grow. So I work out usually four to five days a week, and I had been wearing these sneakers for a really long time. <laughs> like these sneakers have, has started to just, they were just worn down. And I looked at them uh, a couple months ago, well, not a couple months ago, about maybe, 
maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago. And I was like, yo, you have been rocking these, like wearing them into the ground. And it's like, you can't be out here trying to be cute and continue to wear these sneakers. So I was like, all right, fine. Time for me to really get it together and start and invest in a new pair of sneakers. So I go, I remember I bought these sneakers and I bought them at Dick's Sporting Goods and they were on sale. They got me through some tough times, you know what I'm saying? Like going to the gym, walking to whatever, whatever. And I go to this this um, running sneaker store and they have other types of sneakers there as well, but they're primarily a store for runners. And I go in and I tell the woman I want to buy a pair of cross training sneakers. I want something that's all black and I want something that I can, you know, use for cross training cuz I do different types of exercises. She was like, "Okay, great. What size do you usually wear?" And I told her nine and a half. And she's like, "Well, you know, I would recommend that you go up at least a half size, sometimes a full size in your next sneaker." And I was like, "So you want me to wear a 10?" She's like, yeah, it'll give you more room in the shoe to accommodate for your movements. And I was like, mm, okay, so well, sure, whatever. So she goes, I was skeptical. So she goes in the back, she brings out these sneakers that are in a size 10. And I try them on, I feel the room in the front. I'm like moving around. You know how you like, you know, stop short in sneakers to kind of hear, you hear that, that skirt sound on the floor or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, I don't really, this feels weird. And she's, and she could sense my hesitation. She's like, yeah, I know. But, and she actually felt the toe of my shoe. She said, honestly, you could probably go up another half size to make it a full size up, but I can tell you're uncomfortable. Let's just start with this. So I walk around, do some lunges and I'm like, oh, all right. So I'm, I'm, I'll get these. And I ended up purchasing that, those pair of sneakers and the half size up. And I, I was like, all right, you know, whatever. She says they're fine. They, they clearly, they're not going to fall off my foot right there. I'm not walking around flopping in the shoe, particularly because the shoe that I bought was like meant to hug your, your foot, almost like a sock in a, in a certain way. So I go to the gym and I've been working out in these sneakers for probably almost two weeks at this point. But there was one particular day that I was doing walking lunges. And I went up in weight in the walking lunge, which walking lunges, if you know anything about me, one of my arch nemesis exercises, this and burpees, just two of my least favorite exercises to do. So I'm doing the walking lunges. And when I step forward with my right foot, I feel inside of my sneaker, my foot move forward, but my sneaker didn't move. And in that moment, I understood exactly what she was talking about. I had to go up in size. I had to do something that I was, that was unfamiliar to me, trust the recommendation of someone else, believe something that someone else told me, having not seen this evidence myself and, and move forward, just trusting that this would be better for me. And in that moment, when I felt my foot move, but my sneaker stay still, I understood why I, why this was helpful. My toes had more room in the front of my shoe. And I was like, ah, this is, I can, okay, I get it now. And that is when you think about where you are right now in your life, it is easy to, 
be comfortable. It's easy to stay in the same routine. It's easy to do what is familiar, to stay in the same situation, to stay in the same in the same routine, in the same job, in the same pattern, in the same relationships, doing what we usually do instead of trying something new, taking yourself out of a comfortable place and trying to make room for a new opportunity or new growth. Comfort is familiar. Those sneakers that I had, I still kept them because I don't know why, but you are they're worn in. I know them. They're, they're secure. They're safe. They're comfortable. And they're familiar. Similarly, we find ourselves staying in comfortable, familiar situations that might not be the best for us anymore just because we are familiar with them. And I mentioned Michael Todd in his Crazy Faith series at the beginning of this because one of the things that he talked about and one of the things that he made me think about is the importance of exercising faith. So we talked about in in last week's episode, in episode 109, about preparing to prosper and how that will require you to put your faith to action. And this theme is just running through so many things I find myself attracted to and listening to and seeking out another another person that I follow and who has been a guest on the podcast before, Marshawn Evans-Daniels, talks about believing bigger. And it's the same idea. You have to do the work to make room for the growth that you are after. God is in the blessing business. If you are a child of God, if you are a believer in Christ, His promise to us is that we will have, he came to give us life and life more abundantly, right? We are not meant to, and I'm not talking again, this is not go out, you're going to be a millionaire. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a life that, what does abundance mean, right? Abundance is not a, you know, small time. Oh, we are just, I just have enough. I'm just getting by. I am, I'm actually just looked up the definition. Abundant means existing or available in large quantities, plentiful, plentiful. So if we have life and we have life more abundantly, plentiful, something available in large quantities, right? You obviously only have one life, but if you have a plentiful life, that means not just getting by. That means not just being satisfied. That, not, that doesn't mean just scraping the surface or, or just living small. Paul talks about being content in all things and having joy, right? And that is something that's available to us. But when when we live our life in such a way that keeps us comfortable and complacent and flying under the radar and avoiding opportunities to grow and avoiding situations that will stretch us and avoiding taking steps of faith that will that we have to work to reach and work to, to to, to grow, to have, and to see, we are, not, we are not making ourselves available to the promise that God has for us. And if you say you want this, this powerful existence, what are you doing to make room for it? 
what are you doing in your life to make to make you have the the room the extra room at the front of your shoe how have you stretched yourself recently how have you put your weight on the faith that you say you have this was one uh, a very powerful part of of Todd, Michael Todd's message he said there's the intellectual agreement side of faith that's the knowledge side that's the that's the oh i believe in god that's you know what james talked about oh even the demons believe that god is real but then there's the side where you put your weight on the faith and i've talked about this this analogy before he gave the same analogy you sit you go somewhere that you've never been before and you see a chair and you sit down in that chair having no knowledge proof that that chair is going to hold you up when you sit down but you sit down on it because you've sat in chairs before and you believe that it will hold your weight you just and you don't even have to think about it you don't think about whether a chair is going to hold you up unless it looks obviously like a flimsy chair but 99.9% percent of the time when you sit down in a chair you are not thinking that that chair isn't going to hold you up but why do we hes- we pray about things and then we hesitate to believe that God will bring that thing to us. But the the thing about faith is that if you don't believe that in what you ask for, you're not going to receive it. Because part of faith, part of pleasing God is faith. Faith is not just knowledge. Faith is trust. And are you trusting and doing things to make room for the things that you say you want? And I want you to be honest with yourself here because so often we are, we're timid in what we believe that God can do for us. And we restrict, and I talked about this last week, we think that he is the God of only this part of our lives, but we want to keep control over these other things. And I am sharing this with you because I am going through this myself and I need you all to do this work for yourself so we can build up God's kingdom on earth the way that he designed for it to be. We have to touch and agree with each other and we have to touch and agree in our own lives with the people who are support systems to really pair what we say we want with the trust and the weight that we put on God's word such that we live our lives in a way that reflect how big we know our God to be. So in an effort to walk this out for myself, I may have mentioned that I was listening to a book by Brian Tracy called The No Excuses. And like I said, all of these different themes and different parts of my life, different things that I'm listening to have kind of been converging together to reinforce this idea that I have to do my part, not only in thinking bigger, but then taking action that reflects that belief. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to write a bigger vision for yourself. After my Bible study yesterday, I sat and I wrote down probably 15 different points in current present tense about a vision that I have for my business. And I wrote them down 
and I recorded myself reading them out loud. And one of the things that that kind of stood out as I was thinking about these, I wrote down several Bible verses, and I'll actually read the verses for you so that you can go and reflect on them. And maybe there are a series of scriptures that really speak to you in terms of the way your faith is set up and in terms of the things that you need to rally around and and you know affirmations are nice but it's better when your affirmations are bible verses right it's better when your affirmations are wrapped up in scripture similarly that your prayers reflect scripture so that you're speaking god's word into your own into your life and planting those seeds in your mind and in your subconscious so i used here are a few verses that i used Habakkuk 2, verse 2, 3, and this one reads, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For the vision still awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. That's again, that's Habakkuk 2, verse 2 and 3. The next verse that I wrote down, Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. And this is blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. Now this one, when I read it, I was like, yo, I got to be like a tree by water where it is not anxious in a season of drought. It does not fear when heat comes. Do you fear when heat comes or do you put your trust in God that things are going to be okay? Are you still able to produce fruit in a drought season because you know that the Lord will provide for you? Are you still walking and doing what you're supposed to do? A tree is still going tree. A tree is still going to be a tree, whether it is hot, whether it is cold in whatever season it is, because it knows. And obviously a tree is a is a non-thinking being. But the fact but the, the point is, is that we have to be so steadfast in our belief, unshakable, unmovable always like we have to like James talks about not wavering when we ask for wisdom we believe never doubting not double minded that is what we have to live and walk in every single day and if you are in a place in a season in your life where you know it is time for you to get more you know that it is time for you to step out but you are afraid but you say you have faith that's where you have to work on. And I this this message is for me too. <laughs> just so just so we're clear. This is not just about you. This is about me and where I am in my journey now. But if you say you want more, are you making room? Are you taking the action? Are you taking the faith-filled action to do and prepare yourself for what you say you want? It is not enough to pray and sit. It is not enough to say, I believe. Do you put the weight behind what you say you believe? Do you expect, do you wait with an expectant heart and have no doubt that what you have prayed for is going to come to pass? 
And this is not to guilt you if you do have doubt. This is not to make you feel bad for doubting. But we have to get beyond faith as a feeling. And we have to get to faith in doing. For our careers, for our relationships, for our mental health, for the healing that we need. And I'm actually going to, I, I was thinking about this before I started recording this episode. And as I, as I sit here, I'm going to host a, a virtual workshop on faith and vision. And I want it to be a working session. And I'm going to host it on September 2nd. September 2nd is Labor Day. So most, if you are in the States, you, probably, you should be off of work this day. If you're not, that's okay. But if you are not on my email list, I recommend that you join the email list because I'm going to send out the information to the email list about this event. This is going to be September 2nd. And it's going to be, that's a Monday. It's going to be sometime during the day. And that is Labor Day. And I recognize that. But that means you should be able to make time to do it because you off from work. So join the email list. You can do that by texting TIFF South to 444-999, TIFF South with two Fs. You can do that by texting How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999. And that way you can join the email list and find out information about this workshop. Because I want, when we are talking about our careers, we have to believe just as big because you may be in situations where you are being tolerated and not respected, where you are being undervalued, underpaid, where you are being redirected from opportunities for growth, where you may just be confused about how to take the next step forward, where you just might not be sure about how to apply and translate the current skills that you have to the career and to the role that you are ready to apply for. You're not sure what kinds of roles you want to apply for. And that's those, all of those things are fine. But what we have to also do is take time to decide and believe and really just visualize what do I want And a lot of us do that inside of our own minds, but we're too scared to put it on paper. A lot of of us do that in conversation, but we haven't actually sit and prayed about it and thought through it and really documented with it and had others agree with us in that. And so that is what I want to do through this workshop that I'm going to host. And I hope that you'll be there. I hope that you will take time to make this time for yourself. So join the email list. I'll share more information about that. And by the time next week's episode is published, I will have more information here because like I said, I literally (laughs) just confirmed that I was going to do this. I thought about it and I, I, anyway, it's going to happen. So I hope that you will be there. I hope that you will join us for that. And I really hope that you are encouraged today. Check out Michael Todd's sermon series on crazy faith and really, again, look for those scriptures. I actually didn't even finish reading the scriptures that I said I was going to share with you. So let me let me finish that up now. So I mentioned Habakkuk 2, verse 2 through 3, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8, Colossians 3, 23 through 24, James 4, 6 through 8, 2 Peter 1 three through four. Second Peter, actually, so I should say, oh yeah, second Peter two, five through eight. 
and Hebrews 11, one through three. And actually, let me just take a, a minute to pause here for Hebrews 11. So Hebrews 11 is the often quoted scripture. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The English Standard Version says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. But what Hebrews 11.1 goes on to talk about is how when the world was created, it was created and we believe that it was created from things that were not visible. So let me just actually open up the Bible to make sure I'm not misquoting here because this is this is good stuff. It says Hebrews 11 chapter verse 3 excuse me says by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. What we see now was made out of things that were not visible until God spoke the word. So what you see in your mind, the vision that God has given you in your mind will be made real out of things that you can't see yet. What you see, the vision that you have, the vision that God has given you will be made real out of things that you can't see yet. That is, that is based on faith that is lived in action. God spoke words and believed that what he spoke was going to come to pass. And we have the divine power granted to us. This is, this is what 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4 talks about. That pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his glory and excellence by which he granted us and his precious and great promises so that through them you may be partakers in divine nature. We have the power of Christ living within us. <laughs> and so that we are not limited in the things that we can do, but, and there in scripture, when Jesus talks about the mountain getting up and moving, right? It is, if you believe then your words will have the power, but you don't, if you don't believe, then your words will do nothing. It's the faith that comes with your words that will cause the action to be taken. And so you have to believe. And I, again, I'm saying these things because I am living these living this myself. I'm walking through this myself. And I am so excited about the power and about the truth that will come. You ever know those people who talk like they just believe and you almost think that they're crazy. It's like, oh yeah, I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for that. People who have this, who have this faith, this talk that they're just like, like she, she's too much. She's just, she's too spiritual. She like, how does she believe that to even be possible? And then you see things happen in their life and it's just like, wow, how did that happen? It's not, it's your doubt is not a reflection on them. It's a reflection on you. And there are some people who are, you know, who might be a little out there, but I'm talking about people who you have seen things happen for. And like, and I listen to people and I follow people. I'm just like, how, how does she sound like that? How does she like, does she really believe that? That makes me question my own faith. 
It's not about her. It's not about these people that I'm observing. It's about me. If I don't think that I can bring those things to pass in my own life the way that they can, that's a reflection of my faith. So I want you to know, I want you to think about what do you believe and how much do you believe it? And are you willing to make the adjustments in your life to make room? I started talking about making room and we've gone in so many different directions, but it comes back to this, this truth that in order for us to get the things that we say are possible in our lives, we have to set up our lives in a way that makes room for them to come to pass. So if that means ridding yourself of the unbelief, ridding yourself of the doubt, working through the hurt, working through the thing that the real life things that have, that keep you blocking and from believing that your father in heaven is a good father to you. This is a tangent, but there's one thing that I've recognized that in my own life, if God is my father in heaven and I have real father hurt, like human father hurt, that kept me and sometimes keeps me from trusting God in the way that I need to trust him because of human experiences that I have. And sometimes there, those types of things are keeping us from having the faith that we believe. If we don't believe we are deserving, then how will we make ourselves available to receive the blessing, right? So we have to work through those things. This was not a concrete episode, not, a, not several bullet points, but this, this is really a call to action. This is a call to action for you to make room for what you say you believe and what you say you want. And the way that we do that, we have to heal from our current hurts. We have to heal from the things that keep us not doubting, from keep that keep us doubting, that keep us not believing. But we have to start to get ready to be uncomfortable, right? It's not easy putting yourselves in a situation where it's like, oh, this is a stretch. I have never done this before. I have never seen this before. But if you trust God, won't he work all things together for good to those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose? Do you believe that you are called according to his purpose? Do you love him? Therefore, all things will work together for good. Therefore, when you are leaning into his will, when you are seeking to do his will, when you're seeking to be obedient, you will be okay. Your life will be blessed. But if you don't believe that, then you will not see what you see come to pass. And when I say what you see, what you have envisioned for yourself, not because he won't give it to you, but are you doing the work to meet him such that he can give you what you see, what he has planted in you? When I think about the things that I see for my business, those things didn't come from me. I, I was, I'm a box checker. I like the, the security of the things. But this fire has been, has been building. This fire for this vision for this business has been growing. And that's not something that I gave myself. But it is my responsibility to steward what he has given me. Are you stewarding what he has given you? Are you making room for the blessings that he can give you? Or are you trying to hold on? If you want, if you have something in your left hand and you're holding on to it tight and someone else is trying to give you something, you have to let the thing go 
that you're currently holding in order to make room in your hand to receive the new thing? What in your life do you need to let go of to make room for what's new? What do you need to let go of to make room to try and do more and to stretch and to grow? A lot of reflection questions here, but you, if you are ready, if you have this thing that's recurring in your mind, if you have this feeling that keeps building up and shifting in you, it is time. It is time. So I hope that you will, you will join us for this workshop. Again, I do not have the information ready because like I said, I just decided I was going to do it in it confirmed that I was going to do it while recording this episode, but I want you to get on my email list so that you can make sure you find out when it is available. And I want you to be ready to grow. If you're ready, let's roll. (laughs) If you're ready, let's roll. That is what this season is about for me. That is what the next cohort of Elevate Your Career Academy is going to be about, which is going to be coming this fall. And that's what we have to do. There are people in this world who do not believe in the God that we believe and who have lives that are more earthly prosperous and more joyful than the people who say they believe in Christ. Because they are out here just living their life, believing in themselves and taking bold action to to bring about the things that they say to believe. So if they can have that, and I'm not talking about wanting what the world has, but I want success. I would like wealth. I would like some of those things. But if I'm not doing what I can, what I can do to partner with the God who can do all things, then what do I, what am I going to do? Like, what am I, what is, what's happening for me? Me sitting and worrying and being anxious, that's whack. Like, that's we're not doing that. We're not going to do that going into the fourth quarter of this year. We're not going to do that going into 2019. Excuse me, 2020. So we have to clean up shop now. So I have a lot of things planned, a lot of things coming to really help us start to undo and get unstuck and really push ourselves further. So I'm going to stop talking now because obviously I could keep going, but I want to thank you for listening to this episode of How Does She Do It? I want to thank you for being part of this community. I want to thank you for sharing. Thank you for your continued five-star ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcast app. If you have not done so, feel free to do and leave a rating, share it with a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend that it's me again. And I look forward to having you in episode 111. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.